Hi, my name is Akash Kumar. I'm a physician assistant student at Arcadia University, and I'm a former AmeriCorps member in the Health Forward program. Healthy Minds Alliance is an innovative AmeriCorps program managed by Health360 that engages AmeriCorps members of all ages and backgrounds to meet critical mental health needs in communities served by their host sites. AmeriCorps members serving with the Healthy Minds Alliance receive a stipend during their 10-month service term and upon completion of their service term, receive an education award which can be used to repay qualified student loans and to pay current educational expenses at eligible institutions of higher education and training programs. If you're interested in becoming an AmeriCorps member or would like information on how your organization could become a host site, please see our show notes for information on how to apply. Welcome, current, former, future AmeriCorps service members. My name is Michael, and I will be your host for today's Healthy Minds Alliance podcast. And I'm also a currently serving AmeriCorps member. Joining me today is Akash, a former AmeriCorps service member who served in the Health Forward program. Akash, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me, Michael. I'm absolutely thrilled to get to talk to you, buddy. So right off the bat, we kind of mentioned that you... You were in the Health Forward AmeriCorps program, which is one that I'm not super familiar with. So I definitely want to yeah. talk to you about that. But before, we'll take a step back. I always like to tell me a little bit about you. So just you as a person. And again, you're talking to strangers on the Internet. So feel free to share as little or as much as you feel comfortable. But, but who are you outside of work as well as outside of AmeriCorps if you want to share with us? Sure. So a little bit about me. I'm, uh, I grew up in uh, Connecticut, just outside Hartford. I went to uh, high school in Connecticut, went to college in Connecticut, went to UConn, uh, and then I went uh, into the AmeriCorps program during COVID, just right right when I finished college. I like a little bit about what I like. I'm a pretty normal, typical person. <laughs> I'd like to say, like, I got no, like, out there interest or anything. Like, I like sports. Like, I, I've been very busy with school, so. Sure, uh, yeah. If anything, I've lost interest. <laughs> so, yeah. But um, yeah, other than that, like, you know, um, I've always like thought that my AmeriCorps service really contributed a lot to the way that I think and a lot of what I've been doing now. And so it's it's good that it's, it's really cool that people are getting to share their stories on this. How long have you been doing this podcast? Uh, so you will be my 21st episode. Uh, we had them coming out weekly for, I think, four months, and then we kind of ran into some scheduling hiccups, so we had like a dead month, uh, but we are picking back up, so about four and a half, five months now. Gotcha. Okay. So, like, what other kinds of people have you had on? I haven't gotten to see too many episodes. So, primarily, we're bringing on uh, AmeriCorps service members, either people who are currently serving or who have served in the past, uh, but we've also done a couple episodes with licensed psych- psychiatrists, therapists to talk about mental health. Uh, we had one person talk about uh, mental health in the minority population specifically. Uh, and the most recent episode I did was with a, uh, a lady who founded a foundation after her son died from suicide uh, to try to prevent suicide in, in young adults. So as, as part of our Suicide Awareness Month programming, we had them on. So we, we were very focused in like mental health education and awareness writ large, but with a focus on AmeriCorps and the different people who make up that program. Gotcha. That's awesome. Yeah. I mean, like I didn't, it, it actually was interesting during my service term, I was on the health forward program. So that's mainly focusing on like, I, 
health ed, like a health career education. So trying to really focus on the communities that we serve and teaching the youngest in that community about health careers, different options that they have mm-hmm. in health careers to try and get them to go into it with the hope being that you teach them about these careers, they'll go into it and hopefully go back and serve the communities that they come from. Right, right. So we worked mostly with those types of programs, but something that uh, I did personally during my AmeriCorps term was to work with a, um, an organization called Shatterproof. Okay. So what they are is they're an addiction-based nonprofit organization. What they're aiming to do is really, one, bring out the word that um, like a substance use disorder is a diagnosable disease, um, addiction is a disease and the sequelae that come from it, especially um, like suicidal thoughts and actions, overdosing, and a lot of trauma to uh, people and their families uh, all have to do with uh, something that can be treated with medicine. Okay. And uh, it was something that I found a lot of interest in because during my service term, I actually had a, a friend of mine pass away from an overdose. So, and it was actually an organization that his family had uh, asked everyone to kind of contribute to in lieu of flowers. So mm-hmm. it was cool getting to work with them a little bit during that. And I kind of figured with my AmeriCorps term, I could maybe get, do a little bit more with them and get to really try and see that ground up approach that they were having. So one of the things I, I'm, I'm interested, because the, like the way I came into AmeriCorps is um, I work at a school part-time as support staff. And then through the school, I also serve through AmeriCorps. So I basically, I'm at that place all the time. Gotcha. Uh, so I was curious, like, how how did you get brought, like, how did you become aware of AmeriCorps? Was there someone on your campus or university that kind of recruited you? Did, sometimes there's like an older cousin model yeah. or a friend or someone told you about it. How did you get involved or initially? So for me, it was actually like very, very random. So I had just graduated college Uh, And it was uh, 2020 when I graduated. So right at the beginning of the pandemic. Mm -hmm. So I was uh, looking to uh, go into the PA profession. I knew that I wanted to kind of get some more medical experience, try to find something unique and learn a little bit more about medicine. Because at that point, I really, I had some clinical experience, but I think I just wanted to learn a little bit more and see um, more communities. So I was just kind of looking for jobs and uh, this job just happened to show up on like a Google search. Okay. And it was actually for the organization that I served with. It was uh, Health 360, which runs the Healthy Minds Alliance. So it was actually uh, an application I found through their website and like the, uh, they were part of a bigger network called AHEC. So I was kind of looking at them, looking at their websites and I, see and i saw that there were job openings so read the application just apply so sometimes the internet comes through with you right it actually gives right, you what you exactly <laughs> so when you got brought on board so did you you basically stayed right where you were in connecticut it, were, were you working remotely or was there an organization that you were hosts you were based out of that was just local to you so we had a we have a host we had a host site uh they had a brick and mortar location but we mm-hmm. were especially with the pandemic we were uh working remote and actually, we were one of the first people that they kind of started working remote with. And it's now a model that Health360 has kind of kept with. And mm-hmm. I think they've been like very successful and able to do a lot more once they were able to expand and do a lot more online. 
Yeah. And there's so many more options for serving if you aren't basically physically where just where you're at. Right. Uh, but then you went into the health forward. And so you were doing, uh, so was, was shatterproof, was that a, a partnership in part of your service or was like that connected entirely through your service? So it connected entirely through my service. Okay. So it was the personal connection that I had with them that got me involved with them. So I kind of just reached out to him. Uh, we had started a GoFundMe page for uh, my buddy and his and all of our donations through him. Sure. Uh, so we, I kind of contacted them just uh, and just said I, I was doing an AmeriCorps year and I wanted to uh, see if I could do more in the addiction like uh, area. So mm-hmm. at the time we were working a few different programs. We were uh, had a child based program. So we were working uh, in a couple of different high schools doing um, health career training and uh, just doing some extracurricular activities at a couple of different high schools. So I wanted to see if there was something we could do with them or if they wanted to come speak. But what ended up happening is that it became a pretty big partnership. They ended up, we were just basically meeting between how can Health360 and uh, Shatterproof work together. Both of them wanted to get a similar message out and uh, Shatterproof really thought that Health360 could help them with that. So we ended up doing a lot of projects based on that, like building an education platform that we wanted to try and uh, bring to different uh, healthcare professions, uh, basically like a training module that teaches about substance use, different um, treatments, how to handle and talk about um, substance use disorder, and uh, and also gauge it in your, uh, your coworkers, especially in the healthcare community with okay. the, um, with, with what goes on, it ends up being that healthcare is one of the largest opioid abuse problems in amongst different professions. So providers kind of being able to recognize these symptoms in themselves and others it was also like another big focus we wanted to try and bring it to. Well, and obviously you have a very personal connection to that mission, but, but trying to separate that a little bit, I always like to ask people, you know, again, we serve through AmeriCorps, but we also get stuff from it. Like we get right. experience, we, you know, we do get a stipend. So there's a monetary benefit as well. But is there any particular, uh, an event you were part of, a program you were part of, or anything that you, you feel like you're, you're going to take away and either has helped you or will help you in your career as you move on and do other things in your life? So I think uh, one program that I think really, that I think I really still carry with me a lot is, was something called a, uh, a senior citizen calling project. So it was something that Health360 had been working with a few uh, seniors, uh, like uh, senior community centers uh, mm-hmm. in the, the city that we were working in, Waterbury, Connecticut. And during the COVID pandemic, a lot of the programs that we used to do with them before I was in a part of Health360 was canceled. So it was something that they were concerned about was just the fact that a lot of these senior citizens that relied on that community center for socialization, they kind of had that outlet uh, taken away. A lot of them, especially being immunocompromised, may not even be able to see their families. So there was a big isolation, loneliness aspect that uh, a lot of the our partners at the senior centers, their uh, leaders were concerned about. So we kind of uh, created a program. Uh, part of what we wanted to do through uh, the Health Forward program was build programs for health professional students. So we had been working with the Quinnipiac uh, Medical School pro, uh, 
and they had a couple different med students come work with us. And so we had around four of them come work with us on this senior calling project. So we basically built a script. Uh, we tried to do some COVID screening in there, basically tried to just gauge uh, what kind of uh, like what kind of isolation they were dealing with, if they were able to, if they were experiencing anything. We had uh, some information from the town, different programs, how to get meals delivered, uh, mm. different things like a two a two hundred one number. Uh, just to kind of have give them a nice 30 minute conversation and then also give them some materials. And that it was great. Like the, the medical students love talking to the senior citizens. And um, I did a lot of the calls, too. And I think especially during COVID, something that I took from that is just being able to palatably talk about medicine to a lot to a large like range of people. Mm -hmm. And I think I found that, especially once I was in uh, PA school, I'm currently in my clinical rotation. So I was working at a geriatrics clinic and I kind of found myself going back to those phone conversations, like thinking of some of the things that the the different people would talk to me about, like things that were going on, like using some of the references, like just to kind of be able to put conversations in a way that made them comfortable to tell me about things that are going on. So I think like doing that, like was, is definitely just that aspect of it. I thought was really cool. No, absolutely. It sounds amazing. Uh, One of the things I just want to circle back to, because I I see it come up again and again and again in, uh, in the trainings I do, in the interviews I've done, how much just making people aware of resources that are in their area that they probably don't know about is so helpful to just various different demographics of people. Uh, there's there's usually a wealth of resources out there. People just don't know that right. they're there. Uh, and sometimes uh, a, a phrase that one of my bosses used to use when you're training, it's like you're you're talking to a moving parade. Like that's, it seems like you're awesome. saying the same thing over and over again, but you have a different audience every time. Right. So you all might, you're worried about, am I get, are they getting the same message every right. single time, even if I'm saying it the same? <laughs> right, right, right. Yeah, it's exactly. It's like, you know, it, it, you're going to feel like you're being repetitious, but that's exactly what you need to be right. in those cases because you never know when that one person who didn't know yet now knows. And that can truly be life changing, whether it's exactly. you know, getting food, uh, you know, crisis prevention, suicide prevention help. You could save someone's life by just repeating that message one more time. And honestly, that's another thing that I, I really took from my AmeriCorps experiences, especially working with the senior calling, uh, with the children's program that we were doing, working with uh, um, the different high schools. We'd have kids after school. We'd learn about just their lives and things like that. And just learning a lot about town resources, especially when it comes to food insecurity, I think is something Mm -hmm. that I found has really come up a lot um, nowadays when I'm in my career to the point where just the, um, some recent, it was a, uh, some research that I did during grad school was um, how the the actual food insecurity questionnaire, which is actually like a, a study developed uh, question tool for primary care providers to give patients to just screen for food insecurity. And mm-hmm. it's only three questions. It's basically like, have you ever experienced, have you ever found it hard to get food? Like, do you have enough to eat? And um, do you have a good grocery store near you? Do you have a do you have a go-to store? And mm-hmm. it's crazy how just those simple questions can spark enough of a conversation that really you can understand what someone's going through and provide them the right kind of direction on where to go. And right. 
and then a lot of people just don't know about those food pantries and things like that so that's just like another kind of example of that is always thinking about what are those education tools that maybe that I can easily just talk about. It's not mm-hmm. even much effort on my part. Right. Yeah. Again, very low effort, but high, high reward, at least high reward right. possibilities. So it sounds like overall you had a pretty positive time with AmeriCorps and, and the work that you did with them or the, and the service you did with them. Definitely. If you could go back and tell yourself something before you joined, you know, give yourself a piece of advice, uh, something that maybe just get you started a little quicker. Is there one thing you wish you could go back and tell a younger person? So, I mean, in terms of my AmeriCorps service, I think something I would have told myself is just like, do, do the service, like do your, like your service commitment and don't worry about what's coming in the future. Like, mm. I think I spent a lot of my service time worrying about what I was going to do after service that when I'm looking back on it, I kind of wish I'd stayed in the moment a few more times. So I think a lot of those times, even those small little things you're learning, some of those like trainings that you might have to do, things like that, like a lot of those things, like those little things kind of stick. So if you stay in the moment during those, you'll actually end up doing more for your future than sitting there worrying about your future while you're there. Yeah, yeah I can. We're, just as a as a species, we're very forward looking. We're always looking to see what's coming forward. So I it's can see bit, how that. But it, it it kicks us in the butt every once in a while. <laughs> Absolutely agree with that. So again, I don't want to take too much of your time tonight. You knew we were going to speak tonight. So I'm hoping maybe you thought a little bit about what the questions I might ask. So was there anything that you were hoping you would get a chance to talk about an anecdote, a story, just anything in particular that I didn't ask a good question that you'd like to share with us now? So actually, um, with when it comes to the service I did with Shatterproof, it was definitely one of those projects that ended up sticking with me the most not only because of the personal connection that I had with it, but I think being in that realm of substance abuse and getting your mindset wrapped around the fact that it's a diagnosable, treatable illness is something that's helped me a lot. So right now um, I'm currently in a clinical rotation doing my psychiatry rotation in an inpatient uh, psych hospital. So one of our largest units and most patients is our, like our substance abuse detox unit on the clinic so actually like having that mindset going into it like having that experience hearing people's stories through shatterproof and like getting to take a lot of their messages and use it and spread it to a lot of the people i was working with in the americorps i think really once i'm in that setting where they're those people who i was talking to were actually in in the thick of it it kind of reminds you when you're in there that there is a positive outcome. There are people that come out of this and that doing the best that I can do for them while they're inpatient is that's how I get those people that kind of inspired me before. As we bring this week's episode to a close, I just want to once again say thank you to Akash for joining me today and sharing a little bit about his experiences with the Health Forward track and his work with Shatterproof. I hope you've enjoyed listening, and I hope you'll join us again next week when we will have another amazing guest on to chat with. As a reminder, if you are interested in becoming a service member or you have any questions about serving or perhaps your organization would like to become a host site, you will find information and links to follow in our show notes. 